Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Tuesday, the 10th of August. Byron Bay and surrounding local government areas in northern New South Wales are the latest regional districts to go into lockdown as COVID continues to spread from Greater Sydney. Byron Bay joins Tamworth, Armidale and Newcastle in a snap seven-day lockdown after positive cases in the area. Here's New South Wales Chief Health Officer Kerry Chant. We do need to get testing numbers in that Byron community up, so anyone with signs and symptoms. Unfortunately, this gentleman was infectious in the community for a while. He had symptoms for several days, so we are quite concerned. New South Wales recorded another death yesterday and 283 new cases. 350 people are now in hospital with COVID, 67 are in intensive care. Head of intensive care at RPA in Sydney, Dr Richard Totrow, says vaccines are the answer to stop people dying and getting seriously ill from COVID. The remarkable thing about this disease is in people who aren't vaccinated, just how progressive and relentless the deterioration can be and how progressive and incredibly sick patients can become. In Victoria, the lockdown has lifted for regional areas of the state overnight. All of yesterday's 11 cases were in the Melbourne metropolitan area. Epidemiologist Catherine Bennett says easing restrictions in certain areas in Victoria is the right move. We don't have um, either exposure sites or um, very worrying wastewater testing and other things to to hold the government back. So it's a good sign that they're confident enough to open up regional areas. It's still not known when the lockdown will end for metropolitan areas with 10 of yesterday's 11 cases in the community while infectious. Meantime, the Therapeutic Goods Administration has officially approved the use of the Moderna vaccine for Australians over the age of 18. One million doses are set to arrive and be distributed by mid-next month. It comes as 130 pharmacies across Queensland will start rolling out COVID vaccines from today. And in other news this morning, more fires, droughts, floods and cyclones will be our new reality after a damning new report labelled the situation as a code red for humanity. The report from the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change found the Earth could be just 10 years away from heating by more than 1.5 degrees. Executive Director of the United Nations Environment Programme, Inga Anderson, says we all have a part to play. Every business, every investor, and every citizen needs to play their part. We can't undo the mistakes of the past, but this generation of political and business leaders, this generation of conscious citizens can make things right. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground and we return to New South Wales and thousands of residents across the Byron Shire are waking up to day one of a week-long lockdown after a Sydney man accused of not believing in COVID travelled to the region while infectious with the virus. Authorities are now having trouble trying to track the man's movements after he allegedly refused to check in using QR codes during his visit. And as Hamish Finlay reports, he's been evasive with contact tracers. 
Well, that's right, Tash. They've accused him of being uncooperative. So far, no exposure sites have been listed by New South Wales Health, despite this man spending so much time in the community with his two children. He's currently being treated in Lismore Hospital. His actions have triggered a seven-day lockdown across the Northern Rivers, which started last night. Tamworth is also now under stay-at-home orders after a Newcastle woman visited, not realising she was infectious. She's now back home and has posted on Facebook to clarify she wasn't in lockdown at the time, had no symptoms and wasn't a close contact. To Queensland and a baby has tragically died after her mother tripped while trying to duck from a swooping magpie in Brisbane. The baby was taken to the Queensland Children's Hospital but later died with a report now being prepared for the coroner. Our reporter David Shiraz has more from Brisbane. Good morning, Tash. Paramedics say the baby suffered critical injuries after the mother tripped and fell while trying to avoid the bird on Sunday. Residents had complained before, with the council putting up signs in response to warn of swooping season, which usually happens between July and December. Brisbane City Council workers had reportedly removed several birds from the park, with an exclusion zone now set up. On Monday, the magpie was captured by council workers and taken away in a cage. Now the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Effie Zahos, editor-at-large at Canstar. Effie, we're excited. A massive night tonight. It is census night. It is tonight, <laughs> the night. And there's no excuse not to do it. I guess for, you know, uh, quite a few of us still in lockdown, of course. There's no reason why you don't have time to do it. Um, and, and you can actually complete it today if you find you might have some more time, so long as you answer the questions as you would in the evening. And by now, of course, you should have received an online code and a temporary password in the mail that you can enter into the website. But fear not, if you haven't, you can still get your code online. And it's very easy to do. Just go to the census.abs.gov.au. And if you're looking for a paper version, there is a number 1800 130 250. Now, after census night, if you have not responded, you will receive a reminder letter. And then from late August, if you still haven't got around to doing it, you could actually get a visit from a census staff member um, if you haven't responded. Now, don't worry if you haven't done it because you've forgotten it. You won't be fined. But if you refuse to complete the census after you received a notice of direction, then you can get fines of up to $222 per day. And false information uh, attracts some really serious fines here, up to $2,200. The government spends around $500 million of our tax money to get this out. So so it's a serious business here and they want to make sure the information they get is correct. And the good news is is that the information we put in this form, it actually does generate efficiency gains over the next five years of more than six times of what the government spends on it. And that's in areas of health, education, transport and utilities. It's important information. Thanks so much, Effie. In regards to your super, that website has seen hundreds of thousands of visits since it was launched on the 1st of July, but there's been a tweak to the performance testing information. Yeah, it has. I got the latest figures from Treasury and it's attracted over 312,000 visits to the site. And remember, this just came in. The reforms just kicked in on July 1. So that's not bad. And it was good to see they did tweak something in the performance testing. I mean, we spent $30 billion in super fees. That's about $1,000 for every man, woman and child each year paying to the super funds. Um, and the super tool is up and running. I urge people to go and have a bit of a play with it. 
The next part of the reform is that performance test, and that's supposed to come out for next month. And the little tweak they've done is that they've actually now included administration fees into that. They didn't include that before, and that will put more pressure on super funds to keep these fees down. Now, if you're in a balanced fund, which most of us probably are, ideally your fee should be about 1% of your balance. And if you're wondering, does does paying more in fees mean a better return? Well, there's no clear correlation between fee and return. What you should be focusing on is the net benefit. That is, what is my return after the fees and taxes? Don't be single-minded about the fees, but it is important to know exactly what you're paying and are you getting value. Quick little sum, if you're interested, to work out your fees, what you're paying, open your statement, it should be online, add up all your fees, divide it by your balance, and multiply it by 100, and that will tell you percentage. And remember, if you're in a balance, you want that number at least around one or below one. Great advice as always. Thanks so much, Effie. Thanks, Tash. Time for Sport Now with Brett Thomas. Um, Brett, we start with some sad news. Another cancer scare for a Carlton star. Yes, good morning, Tasha. Terrible news coming through last night that Sam Doherty revealing his testicular cancer has returned. The Blues co-captain only had a cancerous lump removed last November. He's since, of course, returned to the field. Now, he said in a social media post, this has been picked up early, so that's a good sign. He'll go through 12 weeks of chemotherapy. Amazingly, he expects to return for pre-season training, so we wish him all the best. Just who will be coaching Carlton next year is up in the air. David Teague's future will be discussed at a board meeting on Thursday. They've got the external review into the football department. They will look over that. Bad timing, though, after they lost to the Gold Coast over the weekend. Triple M's Damien Barrett believes that Teague's time is up. The failure now to be able to sell hope around the yep. current structure, and that obviously points right to the to the coach because he's now had a, enough of a, a clean air in being coach. We had some incredible scenes last night as round 21 wrapped up out west. A lightning strikes forced the fourth quarter of the Demons win over the Eagles to be well postponed for 29 minutes, so they had to leave the field, then come back on. They were leading by 33 points at that stage, the Ds, and then that sparked the Eagles to life. They eventually lost by nine points. Seen games postponed due to the lights going out, but never a lightning strike, so something different last night out west. And Brett, Ivan Cleary will do his best lawyer impersonation when he transforms into a lawyer tonight. Yes, he will. Uh, very unusual again from uh, Ivan Cleary. So uh, the the Panthers spoke to their uh, defence counsel who feels that Api Corusau is no chance of getting off a one-week ban for inciting a melee against the Roosters. So they obviously disagree. And Ivan's going to front up himself and do his best Dennis Denudo from the Castle impersonation. <laughs> uh, so that uh, will be heard tonight. Uh, now, the big concern in the NRL is Parramatta. They're still in fourth, but they've lost... Three out of their past four. Reed Marnie, their star hooker, won't play again this season due to a shoulder injury. And Mark Geyer says their season is slipping away. Parramatta have gone backwards at a rate of knots at the, the real wrong time of the year. It's, 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 it's alarming because these other teams are coming. And another departure from the Broncos. Brodie Croft is off to the UK in the Super League. And Brett, finally this morning, Australia's forgettable tour of Bangladesh has come to an end. So forgettable, I'm not sure anyone knew this was on. We <laughs> lost the series uh, 4-1, and it wrapped up last night uh, with a loss to Bangladesh, a big loss as well. We were set just 123 to win, but just had no answer to spin. All out for 62 in less than 14 overs. That's our lowest ever international T20 score. Thanks so much, Brett. Thanks, Tash. 
And if you're looking to buy a furry friend in lockdown, well, you're not alone with the number of us buying pets skyrocketing this year. A new report has found that demand has seen the cost of pets soaring to record new levels. It comes after a Kelpie was sold for more than $35,000 in June. That's a bit rough. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode in a whole new world of audio by downloading the new listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Stay safe and we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Listener.